Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Glowface with Your Balance. In today's episode, Daniel and I spent some time talking about David Goggins' latest book, Never Finished, and discuss some of the pitfalls and the benefits of Mr. Goggins' approach to life, to goal setting, and to overcoming mental barriers. Thanks so much for checking in with the episode. We hope you enjoy today's content. How fucking selfish I am. <laughs> like every decision I make, it's got to do with me. <laughs> Just, oh, I'm going to make myself a little better. I'm going to study for me. I'm going to work for me. I'm going to eat because I want to, when I want to. <laughs> like, after an hour with an hour with Alessia, I'm like, Jesus, <laughs> she needs a lot of my like decision making process focused on her. Oh, yeah. 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 Well, I was, um, you realized like, so. Naomi got a scan from the obstetrician on Tuesday and yeah. she sent me a video of the scan. I haven't seen the baby since like the first scan. So it was like, you know, nothing effectively. And so now it's bigger. And so she sent me videos. but then like, it just realized it clicked in my head. Like, Oh, I haven't really fucking thought about this much. There's like a baby. And then, cause just to your point, like Alessia is just all consuming all the time. It's just like, yeah, where to next? What are we doing? Let's play. Let's eat fucking watch dragons like let's get after it so and i'm sitting there like watching this two minute video of Naomi like getting scared and baby moving around and i'm like oh, it's coming <laughs> oh well you know you knew what you were doing this time at least no yeah. i know i did but like it's just i'm not i'm not it's not like a bad thing it's just like like headspace wise when you have the first child it's just you and your partner and so it's like well, you have headspace to consider the, the the impending child, and now it's so you have a child that takes all said headspace, and that you're like, oh well, what do we? Oh, that's right, this is happening as well. It's like, yeah, it cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, so I've been reading. Uh, oh, you can't see this. It's like reversed, isn't it? So, uh, Goggin's book, and I thought it'd be a good little book to talk about. I haven't finished it. Which one is so it? This one's got two. I've just got. He's got two. So he's got one called "Can't Can't Hurt Me." Yeah. He released it. That was his sort of first book that kind of brought him to prominence. And then he's got this one called "Never Finished." And uh, so the whole concept is this sort of, I like like the title would imply that like you are never finished as a person. So you're sort of always progressing. And he talks about his journey of into like yeah journey into this constant pushing himself i guess this is he's very much like a mental like a mental guy like you know overcoming you know that that voice inside your head to sort of say stop or you know you know always pushing your body pushing your body and like i i don't know i find there's some merit to it i feel like if you're reading the book as well you're a very specific kind of person you don't need to be convinced of like either you're kind of like semi-convinced that like yeah i get it like push yourself that's cool or you're reading it because you think he's a fucking nut job and you want to like read what he's saying <laughs> but like he's like he's very intense human being um yeah his book is, and i'm sure you've heard him on rogan or like on he had another one on another podcast called Modern Wisdom. The thing I'm curious about, I guess, 
when you hear this guy. So, like, for example, like he talks about these ultra marathon runs that he does, right? And these guys are, I'm not sure if you've heard of them, but, like, they're fucking crazy. They're, like, so, so the 100-mile 100 100 mile ultra marathons, they run for 24 hours straight. So they don't sleep. Like, or they take, you know, a 20-minute nap, and they, you know, just keep running for 24 hours. Another one called the Moab 240. Yeah. Um, and, and, yeah, again, they run for 240 miles, which is, like, 400 fucking kilometers or something stupid right <laughs> over over three you know i think they've got 110 hours and i don't know how long that is it's like five days i think to to complete four and a half days to complete this race and again like barely sleeping you know like just going the whole time but it's like the the thing that's sort of getting my taste is the question i'm getting to AC kind of has this like never stop mentality. And the thing that I wonder is well, after like he says like, you know, every day I run, like every fucking day I run. And I'm like, what happened the day after you finished the Moab 240? Did you go for a run on that day? Like, like you have to have not run on one day. Like, <laughs> like, like, like I, I appreciate the consistency, but like, you didn't run the day after the Moab 240, right? <laughs> like, like, there's a line. Like you're pre- like, and I guess, what do you think? Like he pretends like there's no line, but like, there's still a line. Yeah, I think so. I, 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 I don't know about this second book, but I know about the first one more. And yeah, I have heard him on all the different channels, like you've spoken. Um, but yeah, it's just, and the. The, so the people that I know that have taken what he's talking about seriously are not exactly the people I would say I respect their kind of uh, opinion when it comes to exercise. Because generally, like, the stuff he's referring to most of the time, feels like, is around, like, physically overcoming your body, like, using mental ability yeah. to overcome yourself physically. And the guys, I just don't see them as very, like, it doesn't seem like a long-term plan. <laughs> it's yeah, like, <laughs> it's very short-sighted. It's like I agree. It sounds amazing, and I love that attitude. But he just takes it too far, and maybe like, yeah, he just takes it too far in my head. I think he's preaching the wrong kind of, or going about it the wrong way. Like, doesn't that intensity just lead to like, not many people can keep it up, and they just feel like you're a failure at the end of it because you can't do that intensity? It's like yeah, hundred percent or zero. Is that what we're saying? Like. Is that what he's getting at more in the book? Like always 100%? Because you, you, I mean, from what you're saying, maybe. Yeah, I mean, he has a, he has a, I think the second chapter in the book he has this kind of thing where he tells these stories and then he kind of has a, what he calls an evolution. So, like the second evolution, I think, or third one is, is it's called win every minute and sort of, you know, the idea that you've got, I think, 86,000 minutes or something like that in a day whatever yeah something like you know, x amount of minutes a day and um and your your battle is to win every minute because you win one minute like you know you gotta you gotta listen to the voice in your head when it tells you to quit and when you hear that voice you gotta like overcome it and so just you so the goal is not to win you know the whole race or like you're running a marathon the goal is just to take one more step but by taking yeah. sort of one more step like you don't mm-hmm. and but like yeah to your point it's just like it's sort of never ending it's just like this constancy to it that is like unrealistic like like any i think i've heard him on other channels and things that 
you know, his body is a, his knees are a fucking mess. Like he's got like, no, like I think he's talked on Rogan. They've got no cartilage in his knees. And he's like, I mean, he's actually had similar knee. He had a knee operation that I had learned about through my, ex- my experience with knee problems. Um, but, but again, like, did you get up the day after your knee surgery and go for a run? Like yeah. you're not a fucking idiot. Like you would have done your rehab and you would have like, you know, built your knee back up. So you didn't fuck it up. Like, and like, I know the rehab for that surgery is like 18 months. It's like a intense, like they, they break your leg. They re-put, you know, they reattach your ligament on your tibia. Like it's a fucking huge surgery. Yeah, uh, so like if you like if you cock around with it, like you'll hurt yourself really, yeah. really. You won't walk, like period. I don't care who the fuck you are, you won't walk. It's like so, like I, I, I admire, like you know, he his goal is to be the baddest motherfucker in the world. All right, cool. Be a badass. Push yourself. Be a CEO. Like you know, show this mental fortitude side of you. But like, give me a little slice of reality sometimes. Like, just be honest and say, like, you know what? I ran every day except the days after my surgery, yeah, or except right. the days after my app two forty. Like, all right, cool. We have a realistic picture of a human being. That's right. Not like, you know, not not this impossible. Like to your point, like it's just this like impossible, unrealistic, and frankly, like. Like I'm not calling him a liar by any stretch of imagination, but like it's it, it does create a false sense of reality. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I mean, we think about um, <clears throat> I mean, do you know the guy, the Liver King? Some yeah, dude, yeah. So like, he's getting. I, I hear he's getting sued heaps for like painting a false picture of reality because he does take steroids, and yeah. um, and so like, I mean, arguably, is it the same thing? Like, are you you misleading people? saying do it every single day and the assumption is okay well fuck i'll do it every day at their own detriment yeah like i wonder if his mentality is the idea that because he's not an idiot like is the idea that you need to show the extremity of it to get people to give 80 percent of it or to show them the yeah. lesson like you need the extreme like, goodness to be able to see what good looks like so you can at least try to attain it because like otherwise like i hear my friends doing it and um and he's not too sharp at the fitness stuff particularly and not particularly disciplined but it just and like he ends up being fucked from it and he says it all the time it's like oh yeah i'm just gonna goggins i'm gonna goggins it and then he's, gonna... like, he's just quietly <laughs> suffers afterwards like he won't say anything but he's in miserable pain and he's like having to not do things he won't tell anyone or say anything and i guess that's part of the process but yeah um, like he would do it, he would take it differently too, right? He would be like, I'm going to go do a marathon, not train barely at all, <laughs> and then go and just do the marathon and say, I'm goggingsing it or whatever you call it. And he would just run it yeah. and he'd be yeah. absolutely fucked. I mean, he'd get good results, but how, how, like, what is the goal? Because if that, if Goggins' goal yeah. is a badass motherfucker, okay, I guess you're achieving it with this way to some degree, to some people. But for a lot of people like us, I go, I feel like what you're preaching is kind of silly. I don't think you're a badass. I think you're irresponsible. <laughs> like, yeah, I, 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 I agree. Like, I don't, there's a part of me that does admire it. Part of me that likes that kind of yeah, unattainable, 
what's 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 the word like um you need you know you like it's this sort of folklore hero kind of vibe to it right where it's you you like the 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 mythology the oh you know it's the unattainable peak the you know david coggins is the bad motherfucker like he works so hard like there's a part of me that likes that but then yeah there's a part of it that's like yeah a misrepresentation of what of of the of a way to be of you know of 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 a pathway to success and like and yeah to your point like an unsustainable like you know you think about a lot of young kids who want to get into the gym or you know you know want to be a soccer player whatever it is it's like i'm just gonna train 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 their body like breaks one day it's like well fuck like the better way you know the the, actually the more more researched way or you know more socially accepted ways to take a break and you know to balance your load and load manage and be healthy and you think about a 12 year 15 year career rather than a fucking you know six month one like which is which is like a healthier way to approach that kind of a journey where yes you need to be mentally tough and push your body at times but then again you need to take a break and mm. and sort of stop um i do i do like his i guess sort of no excuses mentality like he does seem to take responsibility when he's made mistakes or where he feels feels like he's quit along the way and i do resonate with this kind of all right it doesn't really fucking matter what your problem is like shut up and do what you say what you're going to do uh and so like that kind of mentality resonates with me it's like well we can all make an excuse like we've all got a valid reason to make an excuse we're all overtired everyone's overworked like like i think about it in corporate like i'm sure you have it all the time like people say oh yeah 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 dan i'll get you that report by friday and then friday comes around it's like what the fuck is the report dickhead like you know and so people make excuses and so he he's very much as like anti-excuse like overcome like win the minute right overcome mm. that little bitch in your head and and, and you know and, and deliver and so there's a part of me that like i like i like that i think that's really good i think that's a and you know if you can translate that healthy to to your world then then i, I think there's there's a lot of merit in that and a lot of like yeah where whereas the overtraining is sort of unhealthy it's the other side where it's like yeah that's healthy i think to learn to stop making excuses Mm, yeah definitely like is there a better is there a broader message here than just training i mean that's what he seems to put it to yeah there's like a physical overcoming but i guess if you can do that on like a physical pain sense then like because you're overcoming two things the mental anguish and the physical pain then surely you can Mm. do it on things that don't require as much mental anguish it um yeah i think that's from from my side of it being somebody that's generally likes the intensity of things like i want to take it to the nth degree and really see how far i can push something um knowing that i think that's probably why one of the reasons i worry about him because i see those negative behaviors in myself and go i can see what would happen if this went too far um or more so like if i jumped on that bandwagon when i was younger or didn't know as much that i probably would have pushed like that and um i go that would have been bad for someone like me but maybe somebody that doesn't have the vigor or like have the like means to be like no no no. if i'm going to do it i'm going to do it like 110 percent 
Maybe it's more of a message for people like that. Because um, at least to me, I think that's probably why I get triggered by it a bit more. It's going, Ugh, if I did what you're doing, man, I would be in a really rough place in my life. Is there not a part of you though that kind of wants to find the point where you break? I, you look, I have <laughs> found those in different okay. ways. <laughs> and, and I think it's... I love that Frederick Gross book that you lent us, the philosophy yeah. of walking. One of the things it talks about, like when you when you summon a mountain, you're you're simultaneously conqueror and conquered. Yeah. Well, when you do some big event, yeah, you are both like completely overwhelmed by doing the activity um, mentally, as well as realizing how amazing the event was. But I don't see that in when I do something physically to that end degree, like sitting in that ice bath for 20 minutes, the event at the end always feels like, why did I do 21 minutes? And like, he's talking about, what was that book called again? Never stop or keep going. Never finish. Never finish. That's what worries me is it's like the idea of pushing myself and keep pushing myself. There is no end to yeah. it. So it's like, even if you try, like you could always be more lonely. You could always be more depressed. You know, you could always be in a worse place. So when I think about those extremes, uh, <laughs> I just feel like it's never good enough. Mm. There's some. There is something that is sort of hopeless. Is that a word about like being never finished? It's like, oh fuck, like it's just never finished. Like that sounds exhausting. That sounds like, what's the point then? Like why even start, right? Like, um. But there is a part of me that does wonder what, what like weird way, like what breaking looks like. Like what is like, you know, people talk about like burnout and like breaking point or whatever the fuck you call it. Like I like I know now that that I mean that changes. That's changed for me significantly in the last couple of years versus when I was. 21 22 when i thought life was busy and now i'm like oh this is what like this is this is much busier and i know but there's yeah there is a part of me that kind of wonders how much more can i squeeze in how much more can i push what how much more can i squeeze out of life um and when you know what does what is my actual breaking point like and in a sense, there's a part of me that I think wants to find it to be like, oh, well, that's good. You found it. Now you're finished. You can take a break. Congratulations. Like it's this sort of, you know, and I wonder maybe if maybe he's looking for that too. Like when can he actually feel like he can take a break if his body actually tells him like, this is where we stop. Like, cause even in the book, he's like, you talk about the Moab 240 where he's he, like, he had to stop. Like he, he's like, quit one of the races early because his body he was like literally dying and he realized that and he stopped he put his hand up and then okay yeah take me out of the race like i need a medic but then maybe there's something that's sort of like satisfying about finding that that stage where it's like yeah this is where i break was he satisfied um, did he go back and do it again no well, he, yeah, he did he went back and ran it again he wasn't satisfied but at least he f- found it i guess maybe that's what he was looking for he wasn't think- looking for the I think there's a great danger in that though. It's like it, at the, the expense of finding that tipping point, particularly now when there's so much on the line for you as well, it's not just about you. It's like yeah. there's a lot of danger in it. And I think just because of the other things that 
you're responsible for that you just can't afford to break down for. I think as well, so like that makes it hard, but also like, do you take a break after you train? Like that's winning a couple minutes and then you have some time afterwards to take a breather, have your shake, look at the sun. Like those breaks exist amongst you pushing yourself and yeah. like, aren't you challenging yourself and failing on those reps? Like that, ex the extremity of what you're thinking, I feel is so holistic that you'd need your whole life to crash around you. You'd need things to fall out of place. You'd like lock up yourself in a room and then you know you've finally met your breaking point. You should never hope for such horrible things in your life. Like, unfortunately yeah. too though, unfortunately, is over time life will throw those breaking points at you no matter what. It will, suffering will occur to the degree where you need other people on a, you know, on a level that you didn't understand. And that's a breaking point mm -hmm. in its own way. We talk about that mental toughness. It proliferates in all those areas. If you fail because you got too much on and you end up, what I see your vision of breaking is, is like a shell of a human, uh, you know, emotional trauma could do the same kind of thing. So I think it's like super dangerous to, to look for that when it will find you on your own. And I also think that you're failing and you're finding your breaking points regularly by training, by pushing yourself to get up early. How early can you get up and make your life work? Um, those adjustments and those refinements, are you pushing against boundaries that you'd question whether you'll break or not? And I'm sure you've found adjustments during it, right? You've tweaked some things, you made some things better. Like I feel like the reflective life is a life in which we are finding those breaking points. So we can then adjust so that we can make a sustainable state of living, a philosophy for ourselves. Yeah, it's a good point. I guess it's like almost a small, the small breaking points, right? Like there's little parts of the day where it's like, okay, that's, that's it. That's what I got. That's where I've pushed. But yeah, no, so it's, I, I agree. And it does make it more sustainable. I, I do just find it hard to not, jump from one thing to the next in like from a pushing standpoint so it's like all right like i've all right finish the gym go back home like gotta clean up gotta start work gotta take care of alessia gotta you know do other things to keep me moving but i guess you're right though it's, it's even in those the other little things it's like okay the, you know this is this is the breaking point of housework this is the breaking point all right Alessia, you gotta play by yourself i can't do it anymore like i can't play with you you know, it's been an hour, whatever it's been. Like it's, yeah, little breaking points in your day. I guess by testing where those are, you start to learn how much you have, I suppose. Mm. At least what, what, you're you're saying, willing, right? what you're willing to, to break for, how much yeah. you need to give. Like there's points, like we're talking about Alessia before we jumped into the chat. It's like, like you said, after an hour, just like I just can't do anymore. But I probably could have stopped after thirty minutes. But I realized that there's more to this than just how I feel. Like there's the relationship to build and everything else. And yeah. I think yeah. it's that ability to have that self-reflection. Because otherwise, the priorities for Goggins are not the same priorities for everybody else. So it's like his training and everything is where he's finding his endpoints. But there's like he must be sacrificing a lot of other things, not just his physical body, 
but relationships, um, other deals, maybe even life experiences to do what he's doing. Whilst you've decided not to, very notably and wisely so, <laughs> because his life will be a lot of suffering and will continue to be, but he's suffering differently. Um, mm. But yeah, so like, maybe there is that, there's that applicableness to what he's saying and in, in keep going, fight through the, the mental anguish, but those breaking points exist throughout our days without less extreme examples. Yeah. It's interesting. He sort of, he kind of relishes a bit in, in the pain. He kind of, I think I heard on a podcast where like he did this hundred mile, hundred mile, he did his first hundred mile run. And I think your body starts breaking down in a really odd way after a long run. And uh, so he did the first run and his body was sort of breaking down and he thought he, and then his wife at the time was worried about needing to take him to hospital and he was in pain and he sort of said like, he told her to stop. Like, I, like, I want to kind of enjoy the suffering for a minute. Like I've worked hard to like, to feel this, like, I don't really want to go to the hospital just yet. I want to in, enjoy the suffering. And I guess you kind of use that word a few times and it's made me sort of think a little bit like I get, you're right. There's like two edges. There's two sort of two sides to it, right? There's like self-imposed suffering. And then there's like the suffering that like shit happens, right? Like life's going to happen around you and it's like problems will arise. And uh, I feel like he's like really leaning into this self-imposed suffering. Like it's almost as if the, the great, like the greatest gift, but like he, he is seeking some level of satisfaction from self-imposed suffering hmm. do you think and, uh, uh, do you think that <clears throat> is a good thing like that satisfaction because i feel like that's real that could be taken as a real ego driven thing yeah 100 percent. like i've suffered more than you and everyone loves it everyone like everyone will always say that in any context Oh God, I'm so tired. Like I've worked so hard and like, and they say that because they want to talk about how much more tired or how much harder they've worked than the other person. Like, you know, find me someone who doesn't think that they've worked or, or suffered more than someone else. Like, yeah. like, oh, they might say, oh yeah, I'm sure there's a couple people, but like, you know, I've had it pretty bad. This week's been like, the worst. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This, yeah. It's, it was like, well, fuck. Like, before everyone's got an excuse but there's, um, that, there's that difference in suffering too when i guess when you're self-imposing it um it's even more admirably looked upon right it's like what'd you do oh, yeah. Like yeah 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 <laughs> i you're think right. like, i'm a big fan of the i'm a big fan of self-imposed suffering um and i find myself noticing that i've been doing it less than usual lately so like things like fasting or the cold exposure, I think it's a really good one. The heat exposure, <coughs> those ones predominantly because <coughs> exercise doesn't feel like suffering anymore. But now that I'm not doing those as much, I often think to myself, geez, I'm soft. Like I feel soft. I feel like less, I, yeah, I just have a better word, no better phrase than feel soft, like malleable, like, the, like things can change and I feel susceptible to them, you know? Um, so I think that, 
you know, that means self-imposed suffering is really good because it's a stoic thing too. I really like the stoicism yeah, yeah. stuff. I, I love that because it makes the things afterwards, like you come out of that ice bath and every, the rest of your day is prime. Like how much better, uh, sorry, how much worse can it be than sitting in a chest freezer for like five minutes? You can't yeah, be. Yeah. So it's like, fuck, you jump with like a great example. You see popped into the pool water and you go, gee, that's warm. It was just yeah, a really yeah, positive yeah. thing, right? And I and immediately my head, I go, wow, isn't that wonderful contrast? Things what what someone like Goggins is doing is it doesn't feel like it allows for that contrast. Like life, yeah, to like I have believe, that relief. I believe life should be enjoyed as well, and like you're doing the suffering without having the 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 joyous part seems to make it really redundant. Like, isn't a, like a philosophy for life should be life affirming? Like, that's and so if your mentality is to constantly suffer, that's not a life affirming philosophy to live by. Because you're not, it, it's not like positively contributing to life. So I don't, so when I see that kind of the thing in him, I, I just don't see, I see a lot of aggression. I see a lot of negative traits come through with the ability to do what he's doing at a great cost to a, a personal gain for himself, uh, just an ability to enjoy where he's at, right? Like to enjoy the, the parts where you can relax, like, yeah, I don't know. Maybe that's going a bit off, but yeah, it does. I do like the imposed suffering. I just think that it needs to have a reason, right? Like, yeah, so you need to take a moment it. for like an accomplish an, an accomplishment, right? Like you need to take a moment, to like enjoy how far you've come or take a moment to like recognize that your decisions have taken you somewhere. Like, and I, and it doesn't have to be, you know, crippling pain from having run a hundred miles. It can be like some other, some other simpler reward or something that's actually, you know. They can, they can not, be great. Not the suffering orientated, right? They can be great. Like the extremes are never a good place to live in. Like, I guess the absolution of that is just too much. Like, like even like you started saying with like I run every day. Like that's just like give some context, eh? You don't. <laughs> you don't. Yeah, you can't. Yeah, it's like, 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 like you won't for your own family and better health. Like, uh, what is the message that you're preaching? I think what you said before was interesting, though. Like, you're sort of feeling feeling soft, and I wonder, like, like he kind of talks about this a bit as well. Like he kind of builds his reputation up about being some bad motherfucker and then he he got invited to do another 100 mile race hadn't done one for a while had his knee surgery kind of like worked his way back into it again and i guess like there's you know you use the ice bath as like a reference point like this you know i had it just yesterday and then i hadn't had one for like a month i was like geez i wonder if i can still do it i wonder if i can you know i remember how how much the fucking cold one hurt like that really hurt like and you kind of you you know how how much you went through and and like and you you do feel like less if you don't do as much like i'm like i know one day i'll stop waking up at four in the morning right like it's just not gonna like i just can't do it forever like i will start getting up at you know six or seven or whatever it is again but then there'll be a day, you know, three months into that journey. It was like, oh, fuck. Remember I used to get up at four in the morning? Like, yeah. That was really hard. Like, yeah. Like, so it made me anxious. So I'll get nervous. Yeah. I was like, oh, but I want to, you know, I want to do it again. And, and then it's like, you kind of work yourself up into this state. 
and, but then there's this like now it's like I'm afraid to stop waking up that early because like if I stop doing it, I have to start doing it again. Like I'm already here. Like I'm kind of fucking tired, but like I'd, I'd rather just like be tired than be rested and then have to get tired again. Yeah. I, I knew I could live it tired, right? Like, <laughs> you know, I'd rather just do the ice bath every fucking day and get used to it rather than have to quit and then you have to go, go through the suck of like redoing it. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. And so I guess maybe he's coming from that spot, like where he's like, he's just kind of building on it, right? He just wants to, he doesn't want to like restart. I, I think know. so. And like maybe when he, maybe like contextually too, maybe we're just thinking of it too extreme, like not just restart, but maybe even what you're saying, like he has the knee surgery and he runs every day. So he gets up after the knee surgery, puts his running shoes on, goes out the front that's as far as he can do today goes back inside and then repeats the process the next day until he can take a step and then you know 100 steps and whatever else so like yeah. maybe there's logic in that um because you're right i think one of the biggest fears about exercise i remember as kids we would talk about this with weight training was we'd be like we'd train and then i remember taking a break and going back and training again and you'd go right to where you were at left because you just you're a kid and it yeah, would just yeah. be so hard and you would be so sore the days following. You would just be like, never stop. I remember like taking yeah. a break when I was like 18 or 17 and then just being traumatized and not breaking again until I was in my mid twenties. I'm just like, this is no way. I'm just not going to do it. I'm always going to be lifting something. Um, Cause yeah, it is. You're totally right. That backlash is worse and it's harder to get over. Um, I think they talk about ad addiction withdrawals. Like the first time, not withdrawals, but maybe tendencies or feedback loops. So the first time you try to withdraw from an addiction, you'll end up and you fail and you go back, you tend to go back harder. And then the next time you go around it, like you go right back to where you left off. So you're starting at a real high baseline in the same way with weight training, right? So we, you've taken off your addiction, you've come back to the same dose and you realize that that's, you know, with addiction or with um, it's, I guess a bit different with weight training because you can keep leveling up quite quickly with a lot of habits and things that are addictive. But when you go and you lose that and you come back and try to quit it again, apparently that withdrawal is even worse and it just keeps getting harder every time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you're, I think like you said, it's that anxiety in your head um, as well as that is your entry level is much higher again. So this withdrawal process the of like removing addictions becomes harder and harder and harder. So I guess it does make some sense when you're talking about like not stopping. There is that kind of mentality in it too, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, yeah, exercise is probably equally as addictive, right? Like, yeah. You know, or, and even like, I don't know, in a sadistic sort of way, I guess suffering. You know, if he's if he's kind of building on his own suffering, like you know, self-imposed suffering. And I guess your point, like ego and pride, and like, oh, I overcame that pain or problem or i ran that distance i didn't think i could like there's that's addictive too like there's a there's a hell of a dopamine kick you get out of proving yourself wrong and mm. proving others wrong and whatever you want to call it like like that's very addictive as well but it's also it, yeah it also becomes terrifying when it's like all right shit like i hit that once or like i did that weight once like i do I, I did the ice bath for 20 minutes once time and now I'm, like, I'm in, I'm 10 minutes in, I'm freezing my ass. So I was like, yeah. 
really want to get out right now. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, yeah, and I guess that's probably what's missing in his conversation is like the moments when you you reset your boundaries and like when you start like pushing it again because you know life happens things get in the way you get sick you get injured you you know it's it's you know it's not your day today whatever yeah. it is you slept bad you know whatever it is like all right well today you know it's either one of two things is one it's a chance to see if you can push a little bit harder on the existing boundary or maybe it's just not there and you just got to figure out when it's time to like take a step back rest and try again the next day like you're not gonna you know and i get that that kind of sort of find the time to strike i guess narrative is is a bit missing you know and yeah. i get like i like yeah i like the consistency you know push 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 but like you know you know you know yeah i mean you think about a olympic you know an, an olympian right they got four years they're trying to peak they're trying to peak at four years right so they're not gonna like they're, they're cycling through training cycles to like get better and better and better they're, you know, they're trying to they're trying to time themselves to strike in four years right mm-hmm. so like you know you gotta you gotta figure out when your time to strike is and maybe that's not today maybe that's not maybe that's not running every day your time mm. to strike comes in a different way i think maybe you're, you're catching it in there i think in this the phrase right you've got to figure out like i think it comes with what he's saying then it's like never stop just trying to figure it out like yeah because the message in my head is like positive self-talk do it you can do it not you're not gonna do it and like that that positive self-talk comes from like intentional direction like where you're making those judgments and deciding where to go what you're gonna do and i think Mm -hmm. that's that's part of it too like surely there must be a degree of like regular reflection for the guy where he's like okay i want to get here how the fuck am i going to get here and where he'll actually make a plan uh he'll be like this isn't working and this is and add more but he doesn't stop going towards that goal even if that means there's a day where he needs to take a break to write about that goal or yeah, I don't yeah. know what the phrase is it's probably not in line with what Goggins thinks at all but but i think maybe that's not part of it too is it's just the fact that it's a reflection reflecting on the work having a clear direction with a positive attitude but I mean, that's got to be the way to get there like does he preach much about like a mental state or is it just kill it well no he he preaches more like your mental state's built on your on, on like evidence right like he's not so much a self-taught kind of guy it's like like you proof is in the pudding kind of thing that like you do it you know and you build your confidence on your actions not on on your self-talk i guess he doesn't talk too much about planning in strategizing i guess but i mean he does seem to have these kind of like goals to run these ultra marathons and, and other stuff like that um but yeah he's definitely more building on 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 evidence on consistency but yeah i get what you're saying like there's different stages to to the planning like different you know he's you gotta spend one day you know get your gear ready for the hike one day you, you learn you go shot you know, check the map you got to be good at map you know running learning where you're running and how to run different trails and how to run you know all right well this is going to be a 17 mile run i'm going to know i'm going to eat xyz like there's a lot of planning goes involved it's not just like get out there and run 240 miles there's other things to it that you kind of need to think about in your plan okay so whatever your 
your whatever you're trying to build then you're trying to think you're trying to make a plan for that for mm. what you're trying to build i guess mm. yeah like i hope that's more the message then it's kind of like once you figure out what you want go for it um but uh i mean i guess after this chat sorry no, i was gonna say like it isn't it isn't like he does have this kind of mentality like he sort of says this phrase called perform without purpose or it's like just if you don't if you don't know what you're doing just show up anyway and keep working at something like yeah again like i that's very true yeah i mean i i admire that a professional shows up yeah I, i'm not a big believer in finding purpose so to speak i think you're right like it's like passion only just passion is just around occasionally you know it's yeah the consistency that irons out the mistakes yeah um, it's more well, what do you recommend what do you reckon then after this chat? Do you reckon you'll finish the book? Yeah, I will. No, it's it's one of those books you got to figure out what you need to take from it, and uh, I'll definitely finish it. And um, but yeah, you're right. It's a it's de- it's a bit it's, there's, a, there's a goodness to it in the discipline and the consistency and and the like. Don't make excuses like love it but like there's a danger to the the lack of transparency around reality like yeah. like, like just be just be realistic like shit happens <laughs> like you know what happens if yeah 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 shit happens so like i i just yeah i would i'd love if i ever had to talk to him i'd be like did you run the day after your surgery? Like, would be the first question I'd, ask I'd need to know these things. Yeah, please. That would be great. Can you email him? Yeah. Just for the sake of... No, yeah, yeah. He must have some sort of mailbox. I'm just confused, just wondering. Your title Maybe says, just tweet at him or something. Never, yeah. yeah. You say you this run every day, fucking, but like... I fucking ran on the fucking mohair. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right, 200 miles at my knee surgery. First day, oh, like... I ran on them crutches. You saw me out there on them crutches running. <laughs> He's going to be the next uh-huh. Ronnie Coleman of ultra marathons this time, though. He's yeah, yeah, yeah. In there in a little fucking uh, scooter. <laughs> getting, getting the other thing as well, like, He's clearly bringing, I'll run that in a minute, but he's clearly bringing a lot of prominence to ultra marathon running, right? Like, I didn't really, I kind of knew about the background, but he's, you know, he's bringing a lot of uh, eyeballs to it, right? So, like, yeah. yeah. But there are people who do ultra marathon running who are a fuck ton better at it than he is. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, like, like who? I'm not who, um, yeah. Coca-Cola and have no car. Yeah, 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 yeah. Who aren't killing themselves when they do this every time? Like, like, point. I stumbled across this YouTube video. Of course, YouTube. You know, they know what you buy and what you read, and then they give you content that makes you engage. This, you know, guy Moab two forty. You know breaking the record i'm like oh who the fuck are you i watched it and of course this guy ran the moab 240 in some personal in some record-breaking time his name wasn't david goggins or some other motherfucker like never wrote a book about not, it <laughs> run a book, he's not famous he's just a guy who runs a lot it's like okay well you don't need to be the baddest motherfucker in the whole wide world to run an old you know it's like a hundred people who do this with him like he's not the only person running a hundred miles like the guy at my old work that would run the hundred the ultra marathons normal looking dude nothing wasn't about anything particularly crazy he was like it's not too bad (laughs) yeah just yeah yeah, yeah, just do it you know cool you don't need to like run in there and like yeah maybe seal the shit out of it you just yeah 
so funny. That's a really, it's really, a really good point. Right? Like, it's a really like, good point, isn't it? Like, what's he, what's he spouting about? <laughs> like, it's not like he's doing it with one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, like, like you know, you're not. You know, it's not like he's Elliot Kipchoge guy. Something running some two-hour marathons or some shit. Like, yeah, all right, you're a badass. You run long distances, but you're coming in like tenth, man. Yeah, like, man. there's like a few guys ahead of you. Like, <laughs> we should do one on podcasting. Yeah. I mean, with all our repertoire, but how to actually make a year's worth of podcasts and just swear yeah. at people would be super aggressive. Yeah. <laughs> just do it. You just do it. <laughs> Don't be a little bitch. <laughs> Boom, done. Yeah, exactly. crazy. It's funny. All right, uh, man. All right, man. Good to talk to you. You too. Thank you. See you next time.